Hello and welcome to Everyday Eternal number 146, your favorite, most deceptively named bi-weekly legacy podcast. If you want to support the running of the show directly, you can support us on patreon.com slash everydayeternal. As usual, we got three clowns in the house, but today it's actually four of us and it's not Matt. More to that in, in a moment, but we, we, we have some special new appearance here on the podcast. But first of all, Kai, how's it going, man? How is Berlin still standing? I, I still can't believe you've been there for... Is it like a year now? I, I, I've completely lost track of time. It's, it's been a full year now and uh, yeah, I've, I've never felt this trashy in my life. <laughs> but I love it. But I love it. I love it. You know, like you, you, you gotta, you got all humans are gotta adapt. You know, um, there's plenty of magic tournaments now. Uh, it's gotta play a bunch. Uh, made a lot of old and new friends. Played more magic. Made more friends. You started a whole tournament then, series, like that. That I'm even qualified for somehow. I, I still don't know how that actually yeah, happened. Dude. In, yeah, dude. You started in Berlin. Yeah, it's. I started oh, in Berlin. Yeah. Like when, when I came here, like a year ago, there were just. There was there was no tournament, right? And and I started like uh, as professional as I am. I started this WhatsApp group, which <laughs> already has it like more than a hundred people in it. And uh, you know, it's our weekly tournaments. And the cool thing is, like this Sunday, for the very first time, we're gonna have um, a Sunday, a big legacy event, which is an ELM qualifier. You know, which we are doing for the first time. And what's more exciting about this is that I'm gonna take all my streaming setup with me. And after a long break, I'll be streaming that paper event live on uh, live on Twitch. Wait, nice. are you gonna be streaming and commentating? I'll be no, I'll be playing the event, so I'm gonna be sitting at the O3 <laughs> bracket. And uh, <laughs> there's, there's only footage after round three. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> the stream only Free starts announced. once once I'm out of the tournament, right? So that's that's how streams go. Uh -huh. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. And for those of you wondering, Kai, tell us, who is that amazing Australian voice in your background? Dude, so, uh, you know, we, we forget, like, having four people on the cast is sometimes better than three because everyone likes playsets, right? And playsets are usually four <laughs> cards of the same thing, you know? And, um, yeah, I got Lee with me. One, my, most people might know him as one Mr. Lee, which I love because, you know, I'm usually one Mr. Kai. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, we got Lee in the house from, uh, from S you came from Seattle, right? Yes, I came from Seattle, but I'm born and raised in Sydney. G'day, g'day guys. How's it going? Shout out <laughs> see, to see, uh, dude, I, I actually, I have your Twitter pulled up on, the, on my other monitor and I was like, it says Seattle, Washington. I'm like, wait, I, like, I'm not good with English accents, but I was like, oh, dude, <laughs> was I that wrong? No, okay, thank you. Dude, uh, you have no idea how relieved I feel right now. Welcome to the show, man. How's it going? Uh, you are, are, I've been talking, you've been hiding from the law in, in Berlin. Tell us the truth. You really just wanted to visit Kai, right? See whether the man, the myth, the legend was actually real. Did you get to touch him yet? Oh, yes, yes. He's beautiful. <laughs> Dad belly. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, we're just, uh, I'm just here in Germany visiting some friends and family. Uh, but, uh, you know, I was like, Kai lives in Germany. He's, he's, been, uh, he's been talking about how much he loves, uh, you know, all the new community and people here. So I was like, let's come by around. And then he invited me here. So that's awesome. Dude, so how like... And like, like, like an hour before before the recording here, like we, we actually like played almost like a full hour of like Legacy. Like <laughs> the classic matchup between like Mono Green Elves versus Jeskai Stoneblade. Welcome to 2010. Ugh. What the Ooh. hell? Who, who I, I, was, I was losing at first, but then I just put my Julian mask on and then I just started winning. He's like, why do you have three Allosaurus Shepherds in play? I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I hate Stoneforge Mystic so much. Like, oh, that's great. Dude, dude I, I see it. I thought Elves was your new deck. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, Lee doesn't play any blue decks. That's that's his brand, see, you know, yeah, and you I can't see, break yeah. character. <laughs> 
Fair yes, enough. I play well, that's two eight, Mr. Eight Lee who plays Blue Decks, right? <laughs> it's actually one Mr. Lee because my uh, my email is one Mr. Lee at gmail.com. So there's only one Mr. Lee at Gmail. I mean, for SEO purposes, like if you had went with Mr. Lee, that would be awful, right? That's just like no way to find you. If I go to Google and I put in like Mr. Lee Twitter, I'm like, okay, that's going to be like so many. <laughs> yes, I've been trying to chase Mr. Lee.com for like ever. I think that domain's been held for like 15 years. I think, I think the owner of that plays all the Blue Decks. <laughs> oh yeah that's that's Real how it works yeah, dude but seriously like how, how have you been enjoying germany like uh, don't take berlin as uh, a good representation <laughs> of what germany is actually like but yeah uh, is it the first time in the country for you yes first time in germany uh we did like uh kind of mural hunting so the murals and the artworks and the graffiti is amazing here really loved it um it's kind of wild and crazy because i am vietnamese right born and raised in australia vietnamese of descent and you know i know vietnamese as well coming here i did not realize that vietnam is like one of the biggest populations in germany so i'm going to restaurants i'm walking around and there's people talking <laughs> vietnamese to me and i'm just like oh i can talk to you which is kind of crazy right you know you should actually go to prague i, I hear prague i think vietnamese might be the second biggest citizenship in in uh the Czech Republic, I don't know. It's it's like really, really big part of the, of the Czech community as well. But Berlin, I think Berlin is just like such a big melting pot. You can basically find people from all around the world there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. And the food's kind of interesting here because the German food seems really heavy. <laughs> so polite. I, I like that food is interesting. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, like, you know, if it's shitty, you can say that it's shitty. You know? <laughs> I mean, I, I've had my schnitzel. We had schnitzel day one and I just ate it. I'm like, this is great. I don't think I'm going to eat schnitzel again, but we're going to try all the things, right? All the things. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to take you a while in Berlin. Uh, Kai, actually, what, what is like the, the official food of Berlin? Is it döner? Or no, like... dude, it, it's currywurst. It's oh, like, true, yeah, true. It is like the most disgusting thing you can ever serve to someone. Curry the uh, worst. Yeah, it's like, dude, it's like a it's like a sausage and you have like a so-called curry sauce on top, which is basically just ketchup with like curry Spice. powder on top. And it, dude, just it is tons so, of paprika, right? It is. It is cheap. It's disgusting. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that, that's basically the slogan of Berlin, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I will on, interject and say, me being English, I cannot talk English. about food at all. So, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got I no. mean, you can always go to Scotland and like shit talk haggis and stuff. Yeah. I mean, no one actually likes haggis. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So, guys, uh, Kai has a visitor. Callum, how's, how's life for you? What have you been up to? I'm good. I've been going through... Um, been doing some different things so magic has taken a little bit of a back burner the last three four weeks or so the um, next two of us <laughs> yeah Kai, you gotta I carry the show lee you, you got it uh -oh. i was about to say I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you guys are playing like i have been playing a bit um my band's going back on tour in a couple of months in a month and a half so i've been kind of getting just repracticing that and getting things organized also warhammer has just come out with a new edition so i've been pretty addicted to that we, but uh, and there's only so much time for things like with the tour coming up. I've also been just like kind of, I was feeling a bit out of shape, so I was going to the gym most evenings rather than going to uh, going to play Legacy evening. Very so good, Callum. Just Heck yeah. just Heck yeah. getting a bit back into a flow of things yeah. rather than like sounds good. But yeah, just yeah. out of curiosity, what like what are we doing? So we're going around Europe. So gonna be no, 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 like, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I think we're for the Dude, tour. I, me I meant the gym thing. Like, like you know, like what part of, part of the body are you like? You know, oh, jogging to again. lose weight and stuff. Oh, gotcha, yeah, nice, gotcha, nice. gotcha. I've got, okay. I've got a bit of a beer belly, like a li little one, not too bad. Definitely not like yeah. overweight, overweight or anything. Well, but, if you want to work your belly, it's yeah. actually like 70% diet, 30% exercise. Yeah, well, I'm eating salad every evening for dinner, which sucks. Good, good. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I just had a question. Yeah, I just had like salad with tomatoes and olives and stuff before this. So, um, yay, life is exciting. (laughs) (laughs) You said you played Warhammer, right? Yes. As someone that only plays magic, I don't play like flesh and blood, Yu-Gi-Oh, whatever. I mm. heard people that play Warhammer, it's like way more expensive than magic. Is that right? No, it's it's, <laughs> it's absolutely the opposite, right? not. It's so the opposite. Warhammer is like a quarter of the price, maybe less. Mm. Okay. It's hard it's hard to approximate. So I mean, magic is more expensive. You have to put more money in, especially legacy, but like maybe it's a bad example. Like let's let's just use modern as the midway thing. To buy a modern deck can be like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. To buy a Warhammer army can really range, but like you can get one for 300, 200 pounds, obviously a bit more dollars and stuff. The problem is Warhammer is very hard to sell on after that, whereas magic cards are very liquid. So yeah, it's it's definitely much cheaper by quite a lot. That's so. All right. Yeah, I'm going to try and tempt everyone listening. Yeah, like, the, like that, that, that's like, that's Callum wants to like sell Warhammer products. To, like, to yeah, we mentioned this on previous episodes, right? We at this point, I want to say the Warhammer channel on our on our Discord might actually be the most active one of all of them because you got so many people into Warhammer, yeah. and now we even have people in that channel who don't even play Magic, who literally just oh, wow. trying to, <laughs> to be in the Warhammer channel. I will be. It, it, Warhammer's taken a little bit of a backburner as well recently. Just thinking, I was kind of playing hobbies three four five times a week and i was just getting too involved with it so i just thought look just slow down a little bit you can enjoy it a little bit less and stuff so it's weird because legacy i really genuinely think legacy is the best it's been in so many years it's amazing i'm looking at it and i'm looking at all the results come in i'm looking at the things you could do and it's just really 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 damn cool at the moment so i will get back into it again get back into the flow of things but for now the band tour is just taking a bit of a precedent but yeah, yeah. that's where I'm i doing. agree they shouldn't have been uh white pl- my my baby white plume adventure. get get a <laughs> kai take his microphone away the right NC, now guys well, the, the, the problem end. is that that's also my mic tune that's in next problem. time <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah for, for anyone who, who doesn't know so like lee and i we are sitting like we are lit- literally like just about to kiss you know because like we are so close to each other like we be talking into the same mic yeah, um, you, you, like, you guys, you, you've probably seen like the lady at the tramp where they they eat the spaghetti oh, we, together. Oh, yeah, the spaghetti. Like, like that, the spaghetti is literally <laughs> the bike, dude. It's it's closer than that. Yeah, this is not like I, it. I, I love the previous setup. You thought that it might gonna work. That <laughs> we, 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 wasn't Lee supposed to be sit, sitting in the bathtub or something with like his own <laughs> mic, but you could still hear it across the room because it was no, like a I think, I, and stuff. I think Lee, Lee was supposed to sit on me. Yeah. Yep. But you know, besides that, okay, okay. Like <laughs> Every day, turn it after dark. Here we go. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um. But for me, I, I like Callum. I've been kinda like not playing a lot of Legacy lately. I think I played a couple challenges here and there, but I even dropped a showcase challenge at two two because there's just like so much other stuff. If you could see my apartment right now, I basically threw out something like seventy percent of my furniture because I was so sick of it. It's, just, it, it's really <laughs> just that. Oh it, wow! It's not even that it was like old or anything. It's yeah. just like, dude, I, I've been living in this apartment for five years or something, and I'm so fucking sick of it. I like and the energy. Yeah, <laughs> I just like it had to go. And you know, <laughs> one night I literally I tore down a lot of the stuff and and like everything. And I put it on our version of like, I guess Americans would call it Craigslist, like classifieds, whatever. But here it's called eBay Kleinanzeigen. And literally the next day, people started showing up and taking all the stuff out. 
And I was like, this is this is easier than I ever thought it would be because I thought I had to like take it to some, I don't know, trash place and it's going to cost me money. It's like, no, you just put it online. You, know, it's, you, you, you tell them it's free and they come into your house and they take everything. Amazing. And so I've been slowly rebuilding the apartment the way I wanted to have. And I'm I'm halfway there, well, more like 60% there. I love that. So I, I love change. I love new things. I love all that kind of like just don't get too comfy with things. Yeah. So, yeah. Very, very, very much so. Very, very much so. It's just like such a big difference. Uh, if I could, I would move apartments. Not, not that anything is wrong with this, but like being stuck in the same place for too long, it's just like ah, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah that's yeah. one part. The other part is uh, I, I developed a new addiction. Like I've, I've always been like super interested in chess. I even like played it as a, as a kid here and there. But over the last couple of weeks, fuck, dude, I. <laughs> I'm I'm actually literally addicted to it, and it's so funny because I'm horrible. I'm the most horrible you could ever imagine. <laughs> but nevertheless, I've played a couple hundred games in, in like two weeks or something, which I guess isn't even all that much considering that I'm playing like three minute blitz. But <laughs> see, I, I never I never tried chess because I knew how deep it can go, yeah. how much time you can put into it. Yeah, oh. and, and the, the mountain you can climb is, is like you you can't even see the top. You don't even know it's a mountain, right? It's so it's so big and it's, you're so small you don't even realize. You think it's just like a vertical wall or something, which I guess eventually becomes a mountain. But yeah, I I, I honestly as as I'm speaking, I think I have to delete the app from my uh, from my phone and I probably have to deactivate my account because honestly I'm actually scared that I'm kind of getting addicted to that shit and I really <laughs> should not do that. Yeah, sounds sounds uh well. More addicting than your like your most addictive point of uh, magic. Uh, honestly, like I, I can't even say I've ever been really properly addicted to magic, which I okay. guess is why why I've been actually going so long with it because I never really yeah. had, except for like a couple of weeks in two thousand fifteen. Yeah, I think that that was. And I played. I, th I think I keep saying this. Uh, if you if you watch my stuff, I I think that I had one weekend where I played 78 matches on Magic Online from like Friday night until Sunday afternoon. So many. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was so, so de destroyed and devastated uh, by, and at that point I, I looked at my history on Magic Online and I was like, oh, this is why I feel so bad right now. That that was like a, a bad moment. Other than that, I think I've never really been addicted in a crazy way. We just need our boy Chaos to find it to come online. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then we'll It's gonna make a big it. difference. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, we we have a qualifier for the German Legacy Championships coming up at etc. This Sunday, I thought it was going to be last Sunday, and I, like on Saturday night, I was preparing my deck and everything, and then I was like, <laughs> this this doesn't make sense. Why is there a tournament tomorrow? Why why has nobody in like our chats talked about this? And then I looked it up. Yeah, it's actually this weekend. And yeah, Are you I, I, I'm. I'm going to advertise the, the German Legacy Championships. They're going to be in Ulm sometime in, I want to say June, I think mid-June. Uh, going to be run by Zum Waschbären, which is a new shop. Uh, the only thing, and honestly, I, I want this tournament to succeed. And from what I've heard, there's actually a lot of pre-signups, even though I, I was quite surprised. Uh, but yeah, there, there apparently are going to be a lot of people. The only thing that really rubs me the wrong way is that it's a two-day tournament and it's like the Legacy Championship. How many people are going to get there? Like realistically, 100 and something. Uh, it's it's not like the biggest event in the world. It's also in fucking Ulm, which is like so awkward to get to if you're like, if you live north of, let's say, I don't know, Frankfurt. Uh, like Kai, are you coming to the German Legacy uh, Championships? Like, well, the, the, the problem is that the, on the same day, there's like, on the same weekend, there's another big legacy tournament. It's probably going to be bigger, mm. even. <laughs> it might be, yeah, in, in, a, in a place called Botrop. I've also never been there, but they have like crazy high attendance. Last event, they had like close to 200 players playing like um, a split of Modern Legacy and Pioneer, I think. 
Ochob um, looks awesome. I've seen pictures and it looks like a lovely place. Oh yeah. Is I mean, it... I'm, yeah, I'm totally going to get there with my Pioneer deck, of course. And, uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Honestly, guys, this is actually, is this the first time I've heard about European events? Because I lived in America and before that I was in Australia. The fact that you guys are just talking about conflicting legacy events, that's wild. Like, I don't think I've ever seen that happen in uh, on the West Coast. Well, it, I guess it's somewhat easier because Germany is, like, much denser, right? And we always talk about, like, public transportation, Germany being horrible, but compared to the US, it's still easier-ish. But that's also somewhat of a development of the last year or something, like, basically when everything restarted post-COVID. I want to say in the last year, we've had more local and regional legacy tournaments than we have had pre-COVID for many years pre-COVID. So that's, I don't know. We talk about this, right? That how, how America is still like so LGS centric and everything needs to be sanctioned or at least like played in LGS. Most of the big tournaments in, in Germany are completely independent of like any LGS. I think some still have some affiliation or something, but yeah, uh, a lot of the big stuff is just like happening completely. For, for example, in Munich. Munich is the third biggest city in Munich. In, <laughs> the third biggest city in Germany. <laughs> Munich has a legacy, I think it's a yeah, monthly legacy tournament. And I think the last one had like 17 players or something. And that's like the 1.4 million city and the, the big LGS in there. And then we have Freising, which is a suburb, and a bar, which is commun completely community run. And like on good weekends, we get like 50 people. So mm. that's that's just like the difference. And, and I mean, we, we allow proxies, but that's that. Okay. I guess yeah. in Seattle we had equivalent, but it was like hosted by Mox Sporting House, and they had like the, the legacy presentation, the LPS, and it was like fifty to eighty people every month. But then and that place is legendary, right? They have like the chandeliers and everything. I was gonna yes, say that yes. place is like the place I wanted to go when I was especially like more active on the source, and I would see all these pictures from Mox Sporting House. I was like, if I go to America, I want to go to that place because that is just the place to be for legacy. It felt yeah, like that was my local, my local amazing. LPS when I lived in Seattle. Yeah, it was. It was really awesome. And I used to do the cast as well, so I used to do commentating. I think I watched um, that quite a lot as well. Yeah, 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 Monday Monday cast, so that was pretty fun. Is it still pretty active? Uh, they stopped casting now because they're trying to support other games like Flesh and Blood and okay, and 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 then Yu Gi Oh and Pokemon and all that stuff. So they just stopped the casting. But the legacy turnout used to be like fifty, sixty every week. Amazing. Um, but now crazy. it's like thirty to forty sometimes. S on still so many average. It is a lot because Seattle. I mean, this is where Magic started, right? So there's so many legacy players there. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. Like you know, like guys. Like one thing I really regret, like, um, is in 2015, I actually hopped on a plane to go to Seattle to to this uh, uh legacy GP? GP and yeah. Um, but what I didn't realize was that I've never been to Seattle because I was stuck the whole time in this little tiny place called Tacoma, Tacoma which, yeah, which, which yeah. is definitely not Seattle. And Isn't I thought this place is actually famous for like being super smelly. It, it was it was <laughs> not only smelly, it was like all sorts of things. And it's a dangerous <laughs> neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> like we, it took us like the whole night to find one bar to get like, you know, to get like, get, like a beer. Um, <laughs> okay. The the GP venue was like whatever. Uh, maybe you guys remember it was like the one where they distributed the the Delve of Secret playmats. They were like double sided. They were pretty attractive. I think a lot of people wanted them. It's a pretty so, cool idea, actually. Yeah. Uh, well, like so and so. I honestly didn't like them as much because like they were kind of they they didn't stick on the table. 
You oh, know? because you don't have because, like, the rubber yeah, on the bottom. Yeah, because you don't have the rubber. Oh, um, okay. And See. like all the clean tables in Jap uh, Japanese stores, they were like too. They were just too clean. And the, the, the <laughs> so you brought your own dirt. Like you yeah, spit dude, on the like, table and you wrapped like it around. Like the there. The Delver playmat is fine as long as you have like a really shitty table that is so full of trash. Are you really going to flip the playmat mid game and be like, oh my Delver flipped and flip the whole? <laughs> but then no, again, no, like, like a, for, for every like for every card you draw, you can flip the playmat. You've just like to reveal dude, an instant sorcery. Yeah, but then like a, a part of me also feels like Delver Secrets belongs in a trash can. Like it's it's kind of on brand, you know. I think it's all good. This is why we have you in the cast. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> so Lee, how how do you feel about Dev of Secrets? Your favorite card now? We we just established uh, right before the podcast that you never play blue decks. I didn't even know that. Uh, I mean, apart from eight cast, but is that really a blue deck? Um, but yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm anti blue. <laughs> I think the biggest thing I point out on my stream is I don't play Delva. and the only way you can make me play Delva is if you redeem the. I think it's like a million channel points. Um, oh, my it's like kind of like how how Anorak like never plays Stealth and Texas, even though he's a pioneer of the deck. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I hate Delva. Like I hate Delva because like I play Bruise. I play dumb, stupid meme decks, and then they're just like days. Why didn't you play around days, bro? And I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I I I love the absolute honesty. Like, oh, I play I play a meme deck, and and then they have days. Like, come on, dude, bro, please, <laughs> let's not do that. No one plays days in this format. Get real. By the way, why 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 are we at it? Um. I think we, we haven't even mentioned it, right? You stream, you have a YouTube channel. Uh, it's all to be found on, is it now on YouTube? It's Mr. Lee and on Twitch, it's one Mr. Lee. Correct. Yeah. Everywhere on my socials, it's one Mr. Lee. But on YouTube, I managed to secure Mr. Lee uh, because that's the true domain I actually want everywhere. I think if you just type in my name as well on YouTube, it comes up with my channel and everything there. So, um, but right. yeah. When uh, I search for Mr. Lee on YouTube, I'm going to find your channel. Uh, oh, without you like the space in between, I guess. Yeah, I think Mr. Lee is too generic. So if you just type in like... Um, yeah, that's why I'm a big fan of the one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can change it to one Mr. Lee, but I feel so proud being YouTube.com <laughs> slash Mr. Lee. Because like True. as soon as they released it, I was like, I'm getting Mr. Lee. No one else has got this. <laughs> Wait, you've been, you've been on YouTube for that long? Yes, I've been on Google Suites. and Go I even was grandfathered on the original Google Play Music and YouTube Premium plan, where you play, you get YouTube Music, of uh, Google Play Music, and they gave you YouTube Premium and all these other stuff for free. It was like ten dollars a year, something ridiculous. Wait, a so, year? Like, a year. It was ridiculous. This is when like Google Play and the like, YouTube. And you still um, have that? Uh, I was on it until like probably the start of this year. They got rid of it. Okay, that's pretty insane because I actually looked into it recently because I had like this YouTube premium test thing and it also includes YouTube music. But once you continue it, it's going to, I think it's $11 uh, or, or, or euro um, a month. So mm. if you have it for a year, that's insane. Yes, anyway, we're, we're not yeah. here to advertise YouTube. <laughs> we're here to advertise <laughs> your YouTube at best. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, that's what everybody here has been up to. Uh before we dive into the episode, there, there's big news. If you like Magic, if you like Legacy especially, if you like, well, maybe not Magic Online, but you want to try it, there's going to be an all-access event coming up in two weeks, starting on 31st of May. Wizards, or I guess Daybreak Games, haven't really told us what it's going to be for other than a ton of fun, but sometimes it corresponds with like a big tournament that everybody can sign up for. So 31st of May, try it out. That's also the day where I'm sending my car to the to the repairman because my car is basically breaking down and this it's might fate. be the end of it. It's fate. These two things intertwined. Mm. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not too excited. Maybe I'm just going to spend the rest of my days on Magic Online grinding out money for a new car. Hey. There we go. That's, that's yeah, the fate luck. telling you something. <laughs> this car is powered by, I don't know, which deck is best for... Like, everybody's playing Reanimator right now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I'm going to have like a big grizzle bread on the front. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. This is going to be so bad. <laughs> and speaking of good and bad things, uh, I didn't know that this was controversial, but uh, I've heard that one of our hosts at least has a lot of opinions on this. Wizards of the Coast, for the 217th time, has changed the way they handle Bandit Restricted schedule announcements. Yeah. This is just like we completely lost oh, track of dear. everything. This, you, you know, there's, I don't know, on South Park, they, they kill Kenny every episode. On and Magic, every year, they change the Bandit Restricted schedule. So how it's going to work now, and for context, this is because Standard is switching to a three-year cycle. And Wizards has decided, okay, from now on, there's going to be two types of banning windows. The first one is an annual one. It's a big one. In I think on the, on the video they said in late summer, even though this year it's going to be on the 28th of May. And that's going to be a big, big, big banning announcement that's going to address all formats. That's it, They haven't it's, ruled it's out... It's going to be Fable of the Mirror Breaker in Standard. <laughs> okay Maybe okay sure. so so for this year it's gonna be Maybe fatal sure. of the mirror break and standard but generally speaking this is this they they really hyped it up as that big event and leading up to that event they will speak a lot to the community they will also talk about like unbans and then when that date hits and like maybe this year but especially in the coming years there's gonna be a big shakeup across all formats now you might ask okay this is this is interesting but what about like other bands that are needed they have a smaller band window that's gonna be three weeks after the release of each set, they can also address any format, but that's really only meant for anything that, you know, I don't know, slipped past development and completely wrecks the format. Like for me, Skyclamp, for example, comes to mind, right? Which was like changed and ne never tested. They cited like Felida Guardian or Oko, which I guess in standard were a problem, if I remember correctly. But Oko wasn't even found in three weeks. I'll, I'll go on a right in a minute, but like, cool. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and from there... At least from the Reddit thread that I also scored, uh, it, it, people were somewhat confused whether that smaller ban window with like only super crazy emergency bannings is only going to be for standard or for any format. And it actually wasn't quite clear. And I reached out to to them on uh, Twitter and Blake Rasmussen got back to us. And he basically said, um, our threshold is a bit lower for eternal formats in that window, but the goal is to still reduce churn when and where possible. So... Uh, the most common thing people were asking about is, hey, if we had to deal with, I don't know, Ragavan or, I don't know, Underworld Breach for a whole year, that would have been horrible for us. Uh, is that going to happen? And from the sounds of it, they might be more likely to touch Legacy, but we, we really can't tell. And now, Kai, what do you know? <laughs> I, I already heard that the Callum has a lot of thoughts on this. So well, go. I was more pissed off at the beginning when it first came out, like hearing that it's going to affect all, all formats. Um, hearing that they give, are giving themselves some leniency to kind of step in if something is too bad for other formats is okay. But I don't know. I just think, on the one hand, I do think having a set schedule is a good thing. It'll help players plan and help players, you know, like, you know, you know, people don't have a lot of money sometimes or decks just cost too much money that's the main problem actually that's the better way of putting it and they need to be like well now everyone's going to be offloading their fable the mirror breakers because it's just obviously going to get banned in standard and maybe shield or two but so now everyone's going to be selling all their fable the mirror breakers and then next year when the thing comes around again 
everyone's going to be selling off their things as well and there's going to be a bit of hype around it but like first of all having a set thing once per year creates such a such a huge amount of time where you can have a lame duck format leading up to it like i would think two months out people are going to be like oh why would i play standard if it's going to be like changed in a, in a couple of months it just doesn't really matter it doesn't mean anything but like if you get something rotten that is you know discovered after three weeks like oko i didn't play a ton of standard during the time but i played some and it was in like the this kind of like bug food deck and people were playing main deck noxious grasp which is destroy a green planeswalker and <laughs> it was kind of kept in check somewhat by that and people also played other planeswalker real spells but it completely destroyed modern with the oko like urza astrolabe crypto command mystic sanctuary deck and then in legacy it did obviously horrible things in legacy as well so those two formats suffered more but this was still way after the three weeks so that example is just an example of how i think this doesn't work but uh, to, to be fair like the guy uh, i think uh, oh damn i don't remember the name uh Andrew Ma Brown? Ma mark Lorca on twitter yeah, Andrew, Brown, Andrew yeah. Brown. He, he basically randomly came up with something uh, on the spot when, when he was asked about it in the, okay. in the broadcast so the other thing for me is it's kind of i'm just really bored of this lack of movement lack of change like you know one band's window per year is so slow i wish they would unban loads of things like legacy right now is great so i'm not saying unban things there now but there's a ton of things on the ban list they could unban we've gone over it for a few episodes modern they could unban crap like splinter twin they could try pod out again they could try a blazing shoal they could even try a glimpse of nature there's some things that are probably too good obviously like you know, I've uh, been wondering about Green Sun Sunnath, but yeah, maybe that's crazy. Like, what I want them to do, what I mean, this is just me personally now, and maybe other people can think, okay, this would be sound cool as well. I wish they would actually just take command of these formats. Like, have people that like, like, okay, we're going to unban this, and we're going to see how it works for six months. Then, yeah, people can buy them and play them in paper. They can play them for six months, and then maybe close to the time sell them on. You have Magic Online, which is this incredible tool where they get so much data for free on what people are playing, this or that. I don't know. I'm I'm just bored of this whole like stagnation of formats, and I just think this is going to make things worse. And it honestly, it just puts me off the game even more on the formats. And thinking again, Legacy is good right now. I have no problem with that at all. But the moment we get something like a White Plume again or an Expressive Iteration again, and the format becomes stale, like I basically stop playing just before these bands and it's just very off-putting I, I don't want to play those kind of formats and knowing that the band's probably going to come six seven months later you just don't hold out hope you just stop playing i i have a concept all right as a ux designer um i have a proposition right now on arena you they have modes they're like hey we've banned this card we've nerfed this card play it for a week or two and you know you have a separate mode what i've been you know rattling on about on twitter a lot is that on Magic Online, they should have uh, a mode where, like, mo it's modern, but with unbanned pod, and you can pl play the leagues and play the normal, whatever, and then transparently show the data which decks are winning if we unban pod. Do that for two months on Magic Online. People will understand. Like, this is ma this is modern with pod unbanned. You know, here is the uh, prerequisites, and you know, and just let people you know build the data because if you put it on Magic Online, just like they were on Arena. The data will show and they should do that and trial it to let people try that we've actually talked about that on the podcast a year or something ago i'm pretty sure um i like the idea a lot but i think there's a couple of problems that one is 
I think the league data will be skewed unless you do it for like months at a time because people will be playing the new cards or they'll be heavily metagaming because people in the leagues are all playing the, the unbanned cards and stuff. So it wouldn't be quite realistic, I think. The other time, I think the, the Magic Online community is a bit small to split it up like that, especially Legacy, a little bit more so mo uh, less so modern. But I think you would just have, yeah, weird data set or that. But if there was lots more players and if you could do it for a longer period of time, maybe. But I don't know. As I said, I just want them to grab the formats by the horns and just be like, look, we're going to try unbanning this stuff. We're going to try banning this stuff. And I hate this idea that once something is banned, it can never be unbanned. I mean, I could say since it's up to wine Julian up here, but <laughs> I don't know. I didn't hear anything. Honestly, <laughs> though, but it's kind of funny, or maybe not funny, it's interesting that you say that because I kind of like got somewhat of the opposite vibe of that, especially since the, the dude, I can't remember the name, um, help me out, Andrew Brown. Andrew Brown mm -hmm. talked about like unbans and I felt like, oh, they actually like, they talked about that. And, and honestly, they were probably more talking about like modern unbans because like well, standard unbans don't really happen, I guess. Yeah, yeah, standard unbans won't happen just because they're going to rotate out before you can like have enough time to play with them again but like the for me the idea of a, a card being banned and then never unbanned i think this has been somewhat ruined by the golgara grave trail unbanned in modern where they unbanned it and then at the same or like a few weeks later cathartic reunion came out and obviously <laughs> oh, that, that was horrible timing, yeah right? <laughs> it's just awful timing but i do remember it because dredge was my deck in modern for years before cathartic reunion the deck was like good but there wasn't enough time to see how good but it wasn't like this oh my god it's broken and then reunion came along was like lol this is completely messed up yeah this is basically um, your dream card if you could design one right yeah basically and so then grave troll got banned again and i think that's left a big stain on on their memory of like how you know unbans are bad like that but i thought it was great and i wish they'd try that with more things i wish they'd experiment more um I... Uh, did, did, see and that's the thing that i, I i'm kind of getting from this announcement that i mean it's only once per year but previously we barely ever had it like except for like very few unbands in modern every now and then mm -hmm. and, and from what i understand like this is this is going to be the date probably not this year because there's only so much time leading up to it but generally speaking where this is where stuff gets really shaken up where you know i don't know okay is, is cash like restricted vintage right now i guess i never yes. gonna understand cash but yeah, maybe, you know maybe, maybe they're gonna touch a lot of stuff especially since they mentioned that they're gonna talk to the community and, and stuff yeah. so uh, that kind of excites me and for me the biggest thing because like you mentioned right the idea of like having to play with white bloom for like an entire year uh, or at least half a year after it was discovered or something yeah that, that, that's kind of meh but for me the big thing is like that small up and band window that's gonna happen like three weeks after each set so basically every other week or something like at the pace they really sets that, that's going to give them a lot of time to like still address, let's say, legacy if something is wrong. And I, I that... think it's good, yeah. I think giving them this window, they will now have the, the confidence to be able to actually look at the first few weeks' data and be like, right, this is a problem. Things will probably skip, get through the cracks. I mean, it, it could well happen, and then maybe something changes and they have to do another emergency thing. If something's really bad, fingers crossed. But... I agree with you. Like that is a really good thing where they can, rather than I guess currently they're just releasing something and then hoping everything goes right. But now they'll be focusing on what's coming in the first few weeks, and then uh, they can just say everything's okay. Yeah. Or also, whatever. the thing like when you look at the entire context of that thing is that for for like a quite a while standard has basically been dead, and everything they are doing like everything is designed around reviving standards, which is like switching to the three year cycle and like trying to mm. inspire more people and like buying the standard cards and everything. And how this affects like legacy, and I mean, to a bigger degree, I guess modern, is so secondary tertiary to them that 
I think they they would be pretty willing to like bend the rules or, or like Blake mentioned, right? Apply a lower threshold for for making one of those um, yes, small band window bands in Legacy, where whereas in standard they are they're basically being held to to their new policy of hey, this is project faith and standard. Let's restore it. That's true. That's true. And I'm glad you asked the question on Twitter. Like, does it apply to other formats as well? Because I was ready to be even more pissed off and stuff if this was going to be like legacy gets one ban list per year and that's it like i was just ready to be so yeah, upset about be it <laughs> yeah i yeah. that's that that was the first impression so um like on, honestly i've calmed like, down like, you know, like, the more i look at this like <clears throat> sorry the, the, the more i think that like we actually like i actually don't care about the annual fixed date like i almost want it to be gone like i only care about the smaller band windows because like like what how i see magic is like it I see bands as like kind of like a, like a police thing, right? Like, like if the formats are fine, you know, if, if it's a lot of fun to most people, like then then we need we don't need bands, right? And if you need bands, something is as it says like utterly broken. So uh, like like what if there is no annual fixed date, but whatever some some shit happens, you know, in any format, then you know there's a smaller band window. It isn't even like a smaller band window. I think generally speaking, I think it might actually be pretty much the same pace that we've seen before. We just had like the big Brexit, internet Brexit happen again, you know, where Great Britain, they just sometimes cut <laughs> off everything and we have to reconnect the, the world. Dude, dude, seriously, if we talk to people like in the Middle Ages and something like, hey, we can speak to people from all around the world, like it was just like 50 seconds delay or something. Oh, 50 milliseconds. <laughs> anyway, but here we are back again. So this is this is going to be um, everything about the new band and restricted schedule. I'm excited to see how it's going to work out. Uh, I, I even have some hope that we might see some unbans in legacy but i think we did an episode on that and there's i mean there's many things flowing to that but it's gonna be another year before that big turn um date really probably happens for formats other than standard as mm -hmm. callum already mentioned right we, we are about to celebrate uh, fable of the mirror breaker band day in standard and then maybe shield it so any prospective painters just just hold on wait to, <laughs> wait to get your fables <laughs> oh yeah they might drop they might drop out a bit they're, they're still played so much in modern but and Pioneer, so... Yeah. Are they actually one of the best cards oh. in Modern? Like, top three card in Modern? Would, would that be no, not, not top three at all, but... They're top ten? No. Huh? It's probably like Ren and Six, Ragavan, Blood Crew. I keep forgetting that Fury. Ren and Six is yeah, legal in Modern. <laughs> Fury is also, like, a completely format warping defining card. And Lightning Bolt. Yeah. Like Lightning Bolt. Yeah, that's just, like, too much shit in Modern going on. It's so funny how, like, crazy overpowered Modern is. It's, yeah, it's very good. It's fun, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. In <laughs> yeah. speaking of Legacy, Callum, you already mentioned, right, that Legacy is, like, pretty good right now. And I, even when I look at the decklist, even though I didn't get to play a lot, uh, I, I've still been following the results. Mm -hmm. And holy shit, is this format wide open. Like, you see so much stuff going on here. And the one list I want to pick out is a 5-0 by um, Ho-Che Chuns. Ho-Chuns. 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 Does it mean anything? <laughs> Well, tunes are like banging wow. songs, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay. I don't anyway. know. I'm just saying shit. <laughs> <laughs> so this deck, this deck, um, actually brought to us by Kinda. Kinda posted it on on Twitter. Of course and, he did. <laughs> of, yeah. course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. Like this the, deck, deck, it's like the source for like meme decks. Holy. <laughs> perfect. Absolutely perfect. Ratchet. If you like meme decks, yeah, we got Ratchet Field Medic, which is a transformer, right? I I always you, get confused. Can you tell me what Ratchet does? um it's 
okay, uh, I'm actually not going to look at the thing. I'm, I It's too far, too far lifelink. I think it costs two colorless and a white. Mm -hmm. And when you gain life, you get to return an artifact. I don't know if the mana cost is limited. Actually, it might be equal to the amount of life you got from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. Is that correct? Almost. You do all that, but you also convert Ratchet. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, yes. Of okay, course, of actually, course. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, you got it, you got it. Okay, and you convert it, and I have no idea what the other side is. I have to look that up. That's it's an your... ambulance. <laughs> it's literally yeah. an ambulance. Holy shit! Someone called the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> it's a but one far lifelink vehicle. Oh my god, is vehicle? Wait, does it mean you can't even attack? How do you crew it? Oh, living metal. As long as it's your turn, it's this vehicle is also a creature. Okay, okay, makes sense. And if you want to flip it back, whenever one or more non-token artifacts you control are put into a graveyard from the battlefield, convert. Is there like some kind of infinite combo in this? I don't. Oh, think this ability so. only triggers once each turn. Julian, just yeah. read the cards. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, okay. It's just it's just a value engine. Yeah, it's a value engine, and we are playing it in what looks to be is it mono white painter? Yeah. Also about fiddlebender, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, Phyrexian dreadnought is in there. Oh uh, yeah, totally just normal oh, painter. Dude, dude, seriously, I didn't even see this when I posted. It's got That's... two torpor orbs and th uh, four dreadnoughts, and then like yeah, two mites gardens as well. One copy of Glasses of Urza. Yeah. Do you remember what Glasses of Urza does without looking it up? Yes, because that's one of the most <laughs> famous cards in the history of Magic, which is so funny to me because Kai, didn't you actually not know this card and come up with it? I, I thought like it was you. It's basically Cataxian Probe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for those who actually don't know, in. it's yeah, yeah it, it taps, and you look at your opponent's hand. And oh, how much mana is it? One mana? That's great. Uh, yeah, one mana. So you can get it off Saga, is the idea. You yeah. get it off Saga, look at their hand, and then you kill them with and your you combo. you know if the coast is clear and you can go for the combo. I'm, uh, Kai, I don't want to like like slander you, but I'm pretty sure that <laughs> we had a conversation like a couple of months or even a year ago where you, so where you randomly you. came up with like glasses of Ursa and you were like, you didn't know the card existed and you asked, I think on Twitter, it could be somebody else. I, I thought it was Kai, but I'm sure it happened. Uh, Hey guys, I just designed this card. It says tap. Look at the opponent's hand. How much mana do you think it sh it should be? Like four or five? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually not sure. It's, it was. I think it was Anorak. I don't know. I mean, like that. Is, yeah. I mean, I think like the the questions are just a little bit too stupid for me, even for <laughs> me. Um, <laughs> I, I I love the design. Though. I I really don't know what the glasses are for. Um, I mean that, that I, I guess it's really the idea is just to see whether the coast is clear, right? Oh, and it's also I'm, like meme value. Well, so, well, I mean, so we're I, playing Wretched Rescue Race Car out or something. <laughs> well, are you telling me that any combo that should, play, should be playing like Glasses of Wars or what? <laughs> I mean, we played Cataxian Probe, and this is Cataxian Probe that you can get off of Saga. Yeah, and it can't be Power Blasted. <laughs> yeah, and it can be reused every time. <laughs> I, love the, I love the four once upon a time without any green cards. Perfect. Absolute <laughs> perfect deck building. <laughs> Uh, by the way, there's also... Uh, is there Hannah's Cassidy in there? You, somebody mentioned that in chat. Hannah's Cassidy, where... I don't see it. Oh, it's in the sideboard. Oh, my holy God. This is this is the kind of sideboard card I would put in my sideboard back in, like, school, basically. So that, that's, like... I don't even know what it does. So Hannah's Cassidy is an enchantment from, I think, Tempest. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Tempest. It's two colorless and a white. Artifacts cannot be the target of spells or abilities. Literally, that's it. Literally, that's it. It's just like protect my uh, protect my painter, right? <laughs> I love how how blunt it is as a card, and it's like a one off in your sideboard. And you're like, you know, if they have a lot of spot removal, artifacts cannot be the target of spells or ability. 
abilities full stop oh by, by the way actually let me look it up uh because i remember it had uh, hannah's custard typing it up right now i remember that cool flavor text something about yeah here it is i protect the legacy with my life if necessary for its purpose is far more important than my own she protects the legacy come on guys this is great yeah, it's not bad. Um, <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. Seriously, like, this is the best flavor text we've had on, on the cast in many years. <laughs> just, I, I, I'm just shocked that, like, you know, like, that, Os like, you guys mentioned Oswald Fiddlebender as a four-off, and, like, you guys said it as if it was, like, the most normal thing ever. Like, not? <laughs> like, like, an Oswald Fiddlebender, like, that, that is, like, I think among the top five most um, popular motorbike Play, uh, mono white uh, commander cards i think because that oh, is, is yeah i think it's a legendary uh two drop i think right and it has the, the birthing pot ability for, for artifacts and um i'm saying like like you know with such confidence because like i looked up osfeld fiddlebender just because i'm i'm kind of trying to build a mono white commander deck myself you know <laughs> Okay, so basically the idea behind Oswald Fiddlebender but is that, that, that that's how the idea of Monobite Painter came into into being like in the first place, right? Because there's just like so much synergy in there and people were like, you know what, let's just Oswald Fiddlebender it up. And I guess when you have Hushbringer, you can also just like start just putting Phyrexian Dreadnoughts into play. I guess that's the easiest thing to do. Oh, yeah, just convert your Lotus Petal into a 12-12. Doesn't yeah, sound bad to me. As yeah. you do, as you do. That's as how you, you play do. Magic yeah. these days. Uh, I think it goes up by one. So it works, right? Oval, oh, it pops. Lotus Petal into into Phyrexian Dreadnought. Sounds good. Uh, yes, Dreadnought makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> loving it. Five O easy. This this is gonna be all over the place. So everybody, get your Hannah's custodies or get ready for Hannah's custody. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> so yeah, that's that deck. <laughs> Pretty insane. Honestly, that 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 deck that made me feel like, dude, this is just like anybody's format right now is is the one that got what is it 28th place in uh, one of the legacy challenges on the 7th or 8th of may beginning of the month so this from now sick. like one and a half weeks ago this is sick right this is b beef guys seriously what's up with like just lining up a bunch of consonants this is beefchi beefki okay shout out to, to beefchi who basically played is this four color sue is it straight up sue I yeah I, I I see only Naya colors but yeah this is this is this is this is Zoo 2023. <laughs> Dude, even better if it's just straight up Naya. This is amazing. There's even a card in there that I have absolutely no idea what it does. Uh, wild Nak no <laughs> invasion. Wild Nakado. Wild Nakado. Invasion of Gobakan. Seriously, does anybody if you guys know what Invasion of Gob? Oh, I do, I do. Because I think I do know this one. This is this is kind of like touted to play a bit initiative. So it's like a two mana enchantment, I think, where when yeah. it ETBs, you elite spellbinder, and then when it flips, you can then it's like an enchantment you can sacrifice to give all your creatures hexproof and indestructible. Are you sure? At the beginning of your end step, put a plus one plus one count on each creature that attacked this turn. Ah, that as well. And you can also sacrifice it to. Uh yeah, all the creatures gain hexproof and control uh, and uh, indestructible. Cool. Yeah, it's a pretty good card, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, <laughs> it's it's it does a lot it's, of things, it's right? It's so decent, it's right? it's some disruption, which is not worth a card, but it's some disruption. Like you, it, you can take their supreme verdict, for example, because you're playing zoo, or take their swords, make it cost three mana, and then your creatures are beefy, right? You're playing wild in the cattle. So what does it cost to flip? 
So you need to hit it for three. That is the perfect number. Uh, lightning bolt. So you can bolt it, you can chain lightning it, you can attack it with the one the cattle, or like a big tarmogoyf, and then it flips, and then it's, you know, like, it counters a removal spell, at least, or like counters a wrath, and then mm -hmm. puts counters on your creatures as well. I don't know. Seems pretty cool to me. I mean, I it's it's not in the spot where I would think, okay, this is unplayable. Uh, this yeah. is actually like... So, so how would the pattern work? Like you play a one drop on the first turn, and then ideally you probably want to play more creatures on the second turn. But if you somehow can't, actually, it's kind of hard not to be able to. You play twenty creatures, holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> but if you can't, you would play it on the second turn. Then yeah. your wild snakehead attacks for three becomes a four four by the end of turn. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. Uh, I can see that. And you spellbinded something is not bad. Oh, to see, see, actually, oh, totally forgot about that. You got to spellbind or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So okay. it's like no, counters, we're, we're getting closer. Counts removal spell, spelled by something, and can grow your creatures. Like it's none of those are worth a card, but for two mana, it does a bunch of things. It also grows your tarmogoyf. If, oh, if no. it's in the graveyard. <laughs> oh dude, the synergies are through the roof. Okay. <laughs> yeah. By the way, and speaking of creatures, so the creatures we got is four Tarmogoyf, four Wild Nakedal, four Idol of the Great Rebel, four Dragon Rage Chandler, two Hex Drinker, and two Bone Crusher Giant, along with four Lightning Bolt, four Chain Lightning, four Once Upon a Time, four Misha's Bubble, and four Invasion of Gobakanos. Like classic twenty. Oh, Sue with four Wastelands. That's also I think mm. Classic Sue didn't really play Wasteland. Yeah, because it's just it's like a spell, I guess. So they're kind of playing it casts the invasion, bone crusher giant, hex drinker, tarmogoyf. So, eh, enough. Them, yeah. yeah, maybe some of the sideboard cards. Okay, okay. So yeah, um, <laughs> Sue in the format, dude, sign me up. I, I, feel, I feel like this is the biggest blast from the past. It's been thirteen years, uh, twelve years since I last played against Sue in Legacy. Kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> also, also a, a few other like old superstars in the sideboard. Also, like two copies of Kataki Warswage. Like I think everyone has like a so sort of like a sweet spot for that card like you know it's it's like a little stinker it's not <laughs> it's not utterly powerful against you know it's not game over yeah versus uh, eight cards but it's uh it's a little stinker you know it's it, like it's, a, it's like so a, bad, a little man. like that like thalia ish you know it's uh, so bad like whenever i've played eight castle painter and someone plays it it's just it doesn't do anything but it's cute Oh, cool. okay, that's cool. <laughs> I just cute. recently got dragged by this painter. Oh, really? But, but I mean, yeah, I mean, there are sometimes situations, right? But I agree it's not the best card to have against them. Yeah. A lot of times it doesn't really matter. Uh, but against Acast, like, at least I could see that it taxes all the, the yeah, was it top the tokens, the flying top the tokens, which could be super annoying as jump blockers. Yeah, yeah, could be. So that's true. That, I guess. That's true. I love how it's 20 creatures, 20 lands, and 20 non-creature, right? And also there's, like, only five fetchable. Everything else is fetch lands or slay. Okay, that is the that's the holy number, isn't it? Twenty twenty twenty. It is. Yeah. yeah. Like a, a, a part a part of me thinks that like it, it's a little low for Dragon's Way Channeler. Like there's like actually not that many non creature spells that can trigger Dragon's Way Channeler, so it might just twenty be a one one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like twenty yeah. twenty's kinda low, right? Like twenty's low, but it has a lot of different card types. I think it's bone crusher. <laughs> Oh, Bone Crusher, oh, yeah, yeah, that counts as well. That's true, okay, that's true. Fair Sorry, enough. oh, dude, Bone Crusher completely fucks up. Oh, that's so it's actually oh, my goodness. It's actually not... 18 creatures and 22 non-creature spells. That sounds really... <laughs> we get to play like something like, I don't know, 62 cards, but only have 60 cards in the main deck. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> perfect deck building. <laughs> you harness the power of 62 cards with only 60 cards. Perfect, perfect. But it's also got like, so an Invasion is a battle, and then like Eidolon is an enchantment. You've got Mishra's Bubble Artifact. You got instance with lightning bolt and once upon a time chain lightning sorcery, fetch lands. Like you're gonna make this delirious 
even without too many non-creatures. You just mm -hmm. lose out on the surveils. I like I like how they um added three natural orders and an attractor in here. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, this is this is this big big zoo. Big, big suit. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, next list I got pulled up. Uh, this is, I don't know, this is kind of crazy, right? This is, I was going to call it Rixis, and then I didn't even know what to call Rixis, it. Rixis, uh, new cards. Yeah, yeah, this is what True Futurism top eight at the uh, one of the legacy challenges one and a half weeks ago, with, which is basically Rixis new cards. Uh, he lost in the quarterfinals. And this list, it starts out at, well, one Brazen Borrower, two Merktide, Four Dragon Rage Channeler, and then four Fairy Mastermind, and three Chrome Host Sea Shark. Callum, I think last month we talked about this card potentially uh, well, having potential in Legacy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it does have still potential here. I'm so True Futurism posted this on his Twitter saying it was like, I, I sorry now I can't remember who he said said to him like try this idea out, but the idea of just playing it in a fair blue deck. It was just like, the, I think this is the first time we've seen this. Because people have been trying in eight casts with thought casts and Force of Will and all that kind of stuff. And I, I still maintain it's a pretty powerful card. It might not might not be quite making the eight casts like shells as a staple, but there's definitely room to build around it. But here, like, the synergy with Snuff Out is really strong. And it's just a good card. Like, it's got a, a four toughness butt. So, um, you know, never dying to bolt. Magic it's always a good thing. Legacy. And like three mana is kind of hard to hit with prismatic ending. Like you will hit it, but it's never trading up a mana like swords does and stuff. So I don't know. I think the shark is just a good card, honestly. And I don't know if we'll see this kind of shell carry on, but it's cool to see that it can do stuff here. When, when you look at this deck list, it's either insanely refined or completely unrefined at all, right? You got so many like ones and twos and threes. Yeah. And this this is, looks all over the place. He, he said it was not refined. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And... I was going to give him the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. No, but he's 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 a genius. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah True Futurism, he's pretty active in the CloudPost community as well. So he likes to try different decks all the yeah, time. Yeah, he's, he's, he's very good. He beat my butt at the ELM on camera with CloudPost. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's really cool to meet him there. He's... Awesome guy. He streams as well. He, do, he does it in French. So if you want to find him on Twitter, True Futurism, he does lots of different decks. It's pretty cool. Cool. So for the next deck list, this is basically, this is the biggest blast of the past, even bigger than anything, even bigger than Sue, even bigger than, than all the other stuff we've talked about thus far. Not necessarily even because of the cards, but because of the deck building style. Because this reminds me so so much of how when I started Legacy back in Munich in, in the, well, we called it Cybershooter, in around like 2006-ish, it was the most common thing, and I think a lot of people experienced the same who played back then. You literally just showed up to a tournament, and you didn't really know what you were going to play, or maybe you forgot your deck, which apparently happened quite often. This is so weird. <laughs> and people would just like open their binders, and you would just go through their binders and pick the cards that you wanted to play today. And when I look at this deck list, this is basically the kind of good stuff value deck list that people would come up with back then. You know, you look at this. This is basically back mid-range. And everything is like a two off or a one-off. And then there's some four-offs to carry the deck, like, you know, Force, Ponder, Brainstorm. And everything else is a, is a, like a yeah. two, one, two, or three-off. That's crazy. Like, <laughs> and, yeah, Brainstorm, Force, and Ponder are the only four-offs. And every single card in the, in the, in the deck, I mean, besides uh, the fetch lands are one, two, or three offs. But like we have mostly one offs. That's beautiful. I it's love just, it. 
I mean, we can it say looks kind one. Of old. <laughs> we can say one term, and everyone's gonna be like, "Ah, I know what you're talking about. It's bug trade binder." Yeah, yeah, trade binder, right? Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's, that's basically what, what we call yeah, it yeah. in the new new era. Then it's just like the, the, the one life of the loom on our yeah. special <laughs> <laughs> one with a blue yeah, command, yeah. three thought sees, like even the the mana base is just like yeah, one bio, two trop, two underground sea, bunch of fetches. Probably makes sense, right? Oh, may, may, dude, may I re read out the uh, the removals? That that's just so beautiful. Holy it's, shit! It's, it's, it's tuned. It's guys, tuned. guys, guys, check this out. <laughs> two snuff outs, two abrupt decay, a single fatal push because you have to, and one assassin's trophy. This that's like the, like this is this is so beautiful to me. Like <laughs> it, I mean, it also has like the brazen borrower petty theft as a one off, obviously, and and um, like we just bought. This is like. You know, like, I remember back then um, in Le Legacy, like, you put a lot of thoughts into, like, these kind of weird splits, right, between removal, because you go, like, hey, Abrupt Decay can can't hit Tombstalker, but it's really good at killing Tarmogoyf and Delve of Secrets, yada, yada, yada. But, and, and like, I, like, I know, like, Snuff Out and Fatal Push, Abrupt Decay, Assassin's Trophy, like, they all have their ups and downsides. Assassin's Trophy, pro for example, really good at um, destroying Dark Depths, for example. Uh, of things like that, but it's it's just it's just beautiful to me. Like how how like I think if you play meddling mage or cabal therapy or pithy needle, you're gonna have a pretty hard time versus this deck. I think. <laughs> yeah, cabal therapy versus this. Oh no, <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be nice. You just named brainstorm, right? You just you hope you have it in the first turn. You straight up go into brainstorm and hope that's that hits. <laughs> they also have the one uh, grist and no green sun. Yeah, yeah, just like one Gris, two two Narset, one Mither Bloom command for good measure, which is like I guess. You only need one to over the game. It makes sense. <laughs> and the sideboard well, is more of the same stuff. Yeah, sideboard is another trade binder, right? Everything yeah. is like a one or a two of. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's even like that random Caracas that you can't even find. Oh, you you dredge it with Loam and then. Oh yeah, that's how how you do it. Yeah. So there. Da, yeah, da, yeah. Julian, hello. <laughs> Basically, a do for it. I'm always the guy who like criticizes people who are like, oh, you can't find this card, but like when it's Caracas and you could could technically have so many cards to find it. Anyway, yeah, but <laughs> like, didn't did, did we just say that this deck has a has four brainstorms and four ponders anyway? Oh yeah, yeah, easy, <laughs> easy game. This easy. is basically that. I mean, this is kind of cool. By the way, we shout outs to second Siege Rhino, seventh place, Amazing at least game. after Swiss in one of those those challenges. Is this Matt's secret account? Is he back on Magic Online? Second, I would call. Oh, I don't know. Like, how how would how would you call yourself second Siege Rhino, and then you play a non Absand deck? Like, what the hell? I mean, you have Caracas in the sideboard, okay? Respect oh shit, this. dude! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a trademark. You know, I always have the Caracas to cast my Siege Rhino just in case. Cool. So yeah, I absolutely, absolutely love this deck. You know, maybe uh, I just have that gut feeling when when you can play Buck, Buck mid-range, not anything stupid like I don't know check pile where you rely on and, and like inevitability and stuff, but you just like straight up play honest Buck mid-range, and that's a deck in Legacy, and you can play it, and you don't have to feel ashamed for yourself. That's good. That's a good place to be, and that's why that seeing that deck makes me incredibly happy. Yeah, power to second seed right now. Making me happy for the week. <laughs> and now we got a ton of uh, other results. We won't really be able to go over all of them, but we had two more challenges. We had a smaller challenge on Saturday, and then we had the big monthly showcase challenge, which I think had 200, I want to say 215 players. It was nine rounds. It was completely insane. 
I played in it, but I dropped after two and two. It just like felt a little bit too overwhelming. And like I said, my basically I'm tearing apart my entire apartment. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, let's let's put some work into that. But in the end, it was won by MKC playing White Red Initiative. Let me pull up the deck. You guys have the deck pulled up as well? Uh, not yet, but I, I looked at it quite a lot this last week. So as I said, even though I'm not playing, I'm still like addicted and looking at everything. So <laughs> but you're always in touch with everything. This is, this is the most impressive thing to me. This this one. So the initiative community has been going through this phase of like trying to work out what build to play. So there's there was one that won a challenge recently that had like Esper Sentinel and Urza Saga and stuff in the mana base. And um, it was basically mono white. Some people have been playing much heavier white but without Esper Sentinel, but then like so a little red splash for Caves of Chaos Adventure. Now the one that won, I'm just opening it up to be sure, but I'm pretty sure this was like very much a two-color deck playing eight elementals, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Four Fury, Four Solitudes, No Saga. Cool. So yeah, this is like basically pre-ban, I would say. It's just like, you know, I know it didn't... Uh, oh no, it was Mono White, wasn't it? So this is like the, the first list that came out after the bands basically and it's still playing it so yeah four fury four solitude and then it's re leaning really hard on fable the mirror breaker i think so fable while it can be really awkward cavern of souls like i did try this, this list in a few leagues and you have some hands that are just like you've got our cavern of souls you've got a city of traders and then you've got a fable and it's just really awkward but the fable is such a good mana fixer if it gets like if you get it down that it's just i think it's rather than being I guess it is kind of this weird glue slash liability. It's a weird way of putting it, but if it makes sense. <laughs> but I mean, the deck is just playing so much fast mana. We know what Seasoned Engineer and Keys of Curse Adventure do at this point. I'm a big fan of the four Archon of Ameria. Um, you're just accepting the, the mana is rough and you're going to be hoping to draw those pedal and use Chrome Moxes to pitch good cards, but you just need to cast your spells. So it's just playing all the most powerful cards you can in these two colors and hoping the mana works, which looks like it did yeah yeah uh, i mean this deck it's probably gonna be this kind of deck at least it's gonna be around forever in legacy right this is just when we have good stompy based decks that make use of the the pitch elementals that's just you know yeah the pitch elementals are just insane like the problem with this deck as well is it does spew card disadvantage pretty fast and it hopes to make it up with i guess with fable and the initiative mostly but like Speeding card advantage means you're doing things fast, and fast is a pretty strong thing to do in Legacy. So, yeah, you if you're if you're opening with like a turn one Archon of Ameria, you don't mind kind of just like using your mana much better than your opponents. Like strand their ponders in their hand while you play Archon into a turn two four drop whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. the the crazy thing about this type of deck is that um, you want to be you're rolling dice to be at a high advantage on the play. If you're not on the play. And being on the draw is a little bit like you have to hope the opponent's not doing something vital turn one right because in the mirror these decks are terrible i don't know if you've ever played this in the mirror but it's like <laughs> it's a nightmare yeah it is very swingy yeah i think what what um what i would like to see in this kind of deck list like be with like four solitudes and four fury is like i'm i'm not seeing a single like multicolored card right like any any card that could pitch to both fury and solitude I th I, as we talked, we talked a little bit about like Vinota once, mm -hmm. and this is probably not the best Vinota build, um, but something like that would be wouldn't be bad. Like I I once saw that um, it was from a core set. It was it was like a Boros creature that when it enters the battlefield, it, it fetches up a dog and a cat or something, 
out of your deck. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what they're called yeah, again. Our, I, that was from like M19 or 20. Or, or M20 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like the two dogs maybe. Oh, I don't know. Like just a bunch of pets. <laughs> search your deck for any number of dogs and put them into your hands. It, it, was, it was like search library for a dog. Yeah, I think. <laughs> right, I've but never the good thing is like, the but the thing is like, like I think um like both there were like one of them was like white and the other one was like red. It was like, dude, it was perfect. Just, just, just get a bunch of pitch cards, you know, in your hand. All right, you like, guys like hit it first. Set. Everyone, go and play initiative with dogs. <laughs> I mean, that dogs also makes cats. you put like a lot of dogs into your deck in the first place. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure I want to be there. I'm a cat person, by the way. I, I'm proud to admit it. Oh, dogs better. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on, we, we got second place, uh, Andreas Petersen from Denmark, Cascade Crash, Rhino Crash, Rock Crash, whatever you want to call it. This deck is scary. We talked about it, I think, one or two episodes ago, that this deck actually, I think I listed it as one of my top three aggro decks in the format, mm -hmm. along with probably Shadow and Rock Devil or something. And yeah, this deck is incredibly scary. When I first played against it, I really didn't understand its powers and it quickly crushed me. And I have so much respect for this and I don't want to sit across from this because this is so hard to read, especially since they can make the rhinos at instant speed with violent outburst. And yeah, I I don't know. You you guys like this deck as well, right? Yeah, I, I, this was popularized by Doomwake because he's known as the modern specialist for Cascade and he plays all formats, right? And he's a streamer. So he started playing this in Legacy tournaments because he... He wants to play the challenge or the whatever and yeah he he played this and then it started going like oh wow modern is a legacy light we can just start playing legacy decks and disrupt the format <laughs> maybe you know sometimes you, you have these decks and they show up for like a month and then they completely go away i think this deck is here to stay i mean, I mean granted it finds enough players who want to play this because this is a very special type of play style that's not too common uh, in legacy, yeah. I guess. I feel I feel like um, what most people um, want to do is like play and play a deck that's like closer to the next powerful format. Let's say, for example, like I I think Legacy Doomsday is pretty close to Vintage Doomsday. I mean, obviously you don't have the Black Lotus and, and Ancestral Recall, but other than that, like you know, the builds are pretty pretty similar. And um, and and this Cascade Crash deck is kind of the opposite, like where it looks really similar to a modern deck, and modern is obviously a, a weaker format than Legacy um, in terms of power level. Oh, that's an interesting. Like I never thought about it this way. Right. So so like so like for example, like that. That's also like why I I personally never thought that Junt Legacy Junt was an appealing deck because it it looked so similar to the modern Junt deck, just with a better mana base, and I I it kind of felt like a and, and downgrade of some sort, right? Like, so, so it, basically what you're saying is for when in Vintage people play these like bug Tarmogolf decks that also feels a little bit like that? Yeah, like feel, I, would, I would never, for example, I would never touch a bug Midrange deck in Vintage because that is almost like playing a Legacy deck with like random Power 9 in it. But, you know, like, but if you compare that to a deck like, like Tinker or like a Bazaar deck, you know, like, like those are absolutely on, on the top because they do, like, you know, those decks are so much... The cards are just busted, right? And uh, in comparison to like to those like bug decks, and like if you look at this Cascade Crush deck right here, like like a lot of the cards are simply modern legal. Like fire, we see three copies of Fire and Ice. We see the four Force of Negations, um, Violent Outburst, um, the Shardless Agents, even the Murktide Regent. You see sometimes um, in in modern decks too, like Brazen Boros. Like all those cards are pretty much the modern staple cards. The only difference, uh, obviously, like the the dual lands and um, a little bit of fast mana. You have eight spirit guides. That's not bad. And like the real forces, 
And I guess Minsk and Boo on to top that. And by the way, like I, I really dig those Seagate restorations, dude. What that is a that's just <laughs> good deck building. I was gonna say I, I love the two inevitable betrayals in the sideboard, which is basically another thing you can cascade into, and then you get to bribery your opponent's deck. Heck yeah. And basically get that like I don't know, Emrakul or Grizzlebrand or what have you. Oh, I mean that, I mean that's, that's, that's that, yeah, I mean that's how you combat uh reanimator, right? Like you don't need any graveyard, hey, you you just steal something. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I've seen that also have like a one-off, let's say, uh, collecting oof in the side, collector oof in the sideboard that you can cascade into. Which of course sometimes when you want rhinos and you get oof, it sucks. But uh, it's it's. Uh, I mean, yeah. the whole sideboard is modern legal, so it's kind of hilarious. Is it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, this this further like exemplifies. There's what not Kai that has many was. legacy cards in it. There's Minsk and Boo. There's Force of Will. Uh, and the spirit, yeah, the spirit, spirit guides, guides, of course. They, yeah, they yeah. make a big difference, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. right. <laughs> that's and maybe that's exactly like, like you know what what I, what I what I mentioned right like the yeah, yeah you know if you already have two tropical islands two volcanic islands and a and a tiger like how likely is that that you want to pick up a deck that's ninety nine percent modern you know and you mm -hmm. just you just add a I mean on the upside you basically get a deck in almost one and a half formats right you, you only need to buy the modern <laughs> cards and then you got like you can play the same you can cascade in every format did you have i have i ever mentioned that you're pretty good at upselling like 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 selling i mean that's all uh, i i don't even have to upsell kenya right kenya is just amazing in the first place okay. but, i mean it's it's kind of my shop <laughs> i think i think one thing that all legacy players agree on like wholeheartedly is that we want more players and i think this is a good sign a good signal of like oh potentially we can convince people from modern Baby pioneer. Mm -hmm. If this is like a legacy. proper deck, yeah. So what's the, what's the actual big investment? I guess dual lands, but uh, yeah, okay, okay, that's a big one. And the forces, and that's pretty much it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you, you, in, in German we say um, that's that you have to decide which death you want to die. Which oh my god, like German sayings <laughs> in English is just like so bad. <laughs> 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 yeah, maybe, yeah. Just just choose you know, the rhinos and then let's move on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, quick. So another deck I want to point out, um, not in the top eight, but in the top sixteen by Daniel Götscher, winner of GP. Was it Niagara Falls Legacy GP? Host mm -hmm. of the uh, annual Elo Panthers podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, he played. Well, it says Grixis aggro in here. Is this is this even aggro? It's I'm not even sure. So basically, this is Grixis colored, and the creatures are for DRC for Murktide to Ledger Shredder, which is like. Kinda aggroish, but this uh, this not... is such a Daniel deck. He he loves playing Delver as a control deck, and like he hates Wasteland in the deck as well because it doesn't really help cast your control cards. So this is yeah, he's got three Wastelands, right? Yeah, yeah he's <laughs> he. I saw him say that they were okay but not great. But oh, he, he would even be open to cutting them. Yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> cool. Yeah. So to, to quickly round the the list out, so we do have four days as four forces. Uh, of course, four brainstorm, four ponder. But then we got three copies of Knight's Whisper, and I did not expect that. Holy shit. <laughs> he said he'd play four as well. <laughs> he said they were really good and he played four. I mean, that's a vintage card, right? That's one of those legacy cards that people... It's actually more often played in vintage than in legacy, but that, that every once in a while, there, there are times in legacy when the format is slow enough, uh, for example, like looking back at checkpile and stuff, where Knight's Whisper shows up, because in the end, it's like two mana draw two cards, right? Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, you lose to life, yeah, but... Uh. Whatever. You're, you're snuffing out already. <laughs> what, what is life? 
Yeah, that's not even life game. Holy shit, how do you stay yeah. alive? This, this is crazy. Like, this is, this is, uh, this is like so much. Thoughtsies as well. Oh, yeah. dude, this Thoughtsies snuff out Night's Whisper. Yeah, and all this without playing uh, Death Shadow. Shadow on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, dude, I would totally be jamming Death Shadow in this deck. Yeah, just put in like a one off, like, I don't know, Watery Grave and stuff. <laughs> I can see it. But yeah, this this looks exciting. I don't know. Like, when Daniel comes up with crazy shit, uh, I, I'm all down for it. Three copies of Lightning Bolt. I mean, that's, that's a Cardinal Sun legacy, but I mean, maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just, I, I don't. It's the way he plays it, I think. He. Again, he like plays very slow, grindy games, and I guess just doesn't get attacked by enemy creatures. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you, you have just like this aura, right? Oh yeah. no, I, I should not attack this just, guy. No, yeah, okay, no, that's not that. I mean, maybe you guys remember, like, um, or back then, but when uh, Treasure Cruise was was the real deal. Like those blue red Delva decks, they also didn't play that many creatures because you're gonna be casting a bunch of Treasure Cruise, and you, you're gonna draw more creatures. You know, you're gonna draw maybe as many creatures as a regular deck just because you have so many draw cards, right? Mm -hmm. Like. It's not only the Nuts Whispers and Brains and Ponder. There's also like Mishra's Bauble. Like you know, a lot of the cards in the deck just just get you, uh, you know get more stuff. So, find uh, find what you need. Like the filtering yeah. in this deck is insane. Right. So like it says that we have ten creatures, but like in gameplay it might feel like fourteen maybe. Yeah. No, I like yeah. the creature suite a lot. Um, I'm more just think looking at the like there's so much filtering, but there's like just quote unquote six removal spells, three bolts, and three stuff out. Uh, but I, I know that you have thought seasons and force of wills and like just tons of interaction, but uh, I feel like you'd, I don't know, die to a big black creature. Doomstalker <laughs> like, yeah. comes back again. <laughs> we keep talking but then Muktide just is bigger than everything, I guess, as well. So, yeah, I can see how it plays out. It's like, again, the filtering in this deck is probably unparalleled. It's probably the best filtering by far of anything in the format. So hear me out. What if uh, to, to to fight against this deck, we put True Name Nemesis in the deck and Sarah's Embrace? Mm -hmm. Then it's flying. Oh, then it dies. No, then the it doesn't tap to attack. No, 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 it gets plus two, plus two. From Sarah's oh, Embrace is one of oh, my favorite cards. Oh, Sarah's Embrace, of course, yes, yes. Yeah, plus two, plus two, flying and vigilance. Yeah, legacy staple, of course. Yeah. I mean, Julian staple in my, one of my very first decks. All I right, Julian's so cracked it. Sorry, Daniel. Move along now. <laughs> I mean, if you ever resolved, I mean, it's a four drop, okay, okay. <laughs> but if you ever resolved it on, on like, True Name Nemesis, yeah. like, you, you get to completely, like, basically stonewall the biggest creature and hit for five every turn. Mm -hmm. It's nearly broken. Nearly broken. But just not there yet. Nearly broken has <laughs> been called. If anyone disagrees with Julian, you can tweet at us at EternalMTG, is it? Yeah, yeah. EternalMTG. Yeah. Tell us what you think about Julian's combo. Yeah, but buy them now while you can. I think your Saga ones are going to be really expensive. Don't so. buy them now. <laughs> buy them yesterday when was yeah, the right the, time to buy them the best time to buy Sarah's Embrace was I don't know two years from now honestly in 1999 back in school <laughs> <laughs> because then there was the shit back then yeah. what do you guys think about the fairy mastermind I've seen that in sideboard a lot so what are your thoughts on that yeah so he has one fairy mastermind I'm still pretty high on this card it's like we kind of talked about it when it first got spoiled and then first impressions and stuff and then it won the challenge. Vuk won the challenge, I think, did he? With his kind of like, he called it Jeskai Flash, like mid-rangey deck. And then it is just popping up a lot. It's it's kind of settling into that that groove where we actually first said it. it's like it's a two of here and there. You'll see a one of here in the main deck, one of in the sideboard. We've seen some decks with three or four main decks still. I, I think it's a very good card still. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I, I'm super. I, I generally love it when, when there's cards coming to the format that feel like a 
if you see it, it makes sense. And if you don't see it, you don't miss them. Mm -hmm. You know, for, for example, when when we, when you see Uro, or rather when you see, let's say, a blue-green, you know, Anorak pile and it doesn't have Uro, you, you feel like, why is there no Uro? Like, this is the first thing that would stick out to you, like, big mistake. <laughs> yeah. But if there's no Fairy Mastermind and, let's say, a blue-white deck or blue-white red deck, it's not like you would be like, why is there no Fairy Mastermind? And I think that's a healthy thing, you know? Yes, yeah. I like that way of thinking a lot. That's really mm -hmm. nice. That's what I like about it. Yeah. So there's basically two more decks that that excite me when, when I saw them. I mean, if you guys see some other decks, uh, definitely point them out. But here we got 13th place back mid-range by uh, a bunch of um, Diganef. Diganef, Diganef. Yeah. okay. Okay, okay. I, I can pronounce that. And that's... I, I'm not even sure what to call it. Like, I called it bug scam in our show notes because it has that, like, whole scam thing of, like, grief and reanimate. But this is, this is, what is this even? <laughs> this is four <laughs> base, but it was okay. We got, we got bug colors. Like, bug is a, is a very exciting color combination right now. We, we're actually playing four wastelands in our 19 land deck. Uh, we have four Bay for Strix, four Grief, one Leo Vault, two Merktide, two Uro. And then basically everything you would imagine, uh, Ponder, Forces, Stasis, Brainstorm. We got three Hymns. We got four Reanimates, two Snuff Outs. Two Witherbloom commands and two stifles. This is basically what you would take from somebody's trade binder. <laughs> it's I like the scam term because it's really leading to the power of, of uh, grief. It's I actually have tried something similar because I think stifle kind of plays cool with grief as well, like stifling the the evoke trigger to keep it alive. So it's kind of like a reanimate if you don't get another discard thing. It's also just yeah, like the shell playing days and him, and then like stifle is such a griefer card as well in this thing it's <laughs> i can see it just with four wastelands obviously as well i can see this deck just doing the mana denial thing very well and running people over but yeah, like, you like like stifle looks like the secret source of this deck right like, like the the mana denial but plus the the grief but it also combos with uro for example and like it has like so many like hidden hidden things it can do it also, and also I, I would say like, if I'm a combo player, like let's say, you know, I'm Doomsday and I play against uh, a buck deck that plays Bailiff for Strix on turn two, I would never ever, like let's say, and I resolve Doomsday, I would <laughs> never ever build a pile that can beat Stifle. Like I would probably make a pile that beats Endurance, which is not even in the deck. Yeah. And maybe like a Force or something, but not a freaking Stifle or like Witherbloom Command. Like that card can beat Doomsday pretty fairly well. It, All because of the mill? Yes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, Little Bloom Command, I, I like the synergies that we got in here, right? We are playing four reanimates, so if we mill ourselves, there's a chance you can actually find something. And the rest of the stuff is like just good, right? You got a removal spell in here, you can get back your wastelands, uh, yeah. I guess. I would love to yeah. hear from the player, like, how many times they use Stifle to keep an Uro or Grief around to like stifle the sacrifice ability. Honestly, that, that part doesn't excite me as much, even mm -hmm. though it's like still okay. I mean, with Uro, it makes sense because you get the, to attack one turn earlier. Yeah, Grief, it's just like you get a 3-2 madness. I mean, depends on the matchup, right? Yeah. I mean, if, yeah. You're, if you're playing against, like, let's say, uh, I was going to say, like, a combo deck, but then Stifle might just be good on its own. Uh, I mean, depends on the situation. Yeah. Overall, I, I just, like, we keep going back to this, but this is just, like, this looks healthy to me, especially the two pernicious deed in the sideboard, the one chase in the sideboard, the deck knows, okay, I, I don't have enough staying power. I mean, yeah, we, we are a day's stifle wasteland deck. We don't have a lot of staying power, but I can try to go longer if I really want to. I have pernicious deed to basically play the control deck against certain more aggressive decks, like Sue, you know, Sue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this looks good to me. Yeah. And then, and there's one last deck 
And when I put the show notes together, I didn't even bother to try to like come up with what this is. This is sixteenth oh, place. This I what the yeah. hell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is sixteenth place in the showcase challenge underscore vfs underscore uh, another bug deck. But holy shit! Like, Callum, take us away. Like, I, I don't even know where to I'm start. So Twenty-two lands. <laughs> just to, so as yeah, twenty-two lands, including four wasteland and a mystic sanctuary. So it's pretty mid-rangey from that uh it's bug colors so tropic islands underground seas one bayou and then three top three underground seas so from that you can tell it's going to be mostly blue so the core of the deck is around four thought scale four mental note that's where i went ooh, and then i saw what other cards are in there and now i'm a bit scratching my head <laughs> but i love i love 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 thought scale mental note kind of things um so that's cool so the creatures you will not be surprised to hear are four murktide regent which goes perfectly with these cards and three euro that's seven creatures, that's it. And then it's got four brainstorms, it's got uh, zero ponders. Yeah, zero. We talked about the death of ponder. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was coming back big time. There's just no pandas in this deck. Holy crap. I, you know what? I'm going to admit there. I went four brainstorm, four, and I was like, I'm just going to double check this four ponder before saying it out loud. There's no pondas. Okay, awesome. I mean, when you think about it, po mental note is kind of like ponder, but you get to keep all of the cards. You just have to like store them in the graveyard. Yes, yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> love it um two force negation four force of will one life from the loam three stuff out which i think we should talk about in a minute because we're seeing stuff on every single black deck now uh two by the way i i found a bunch of snuff out in my basement oh, when i was cleaning nice. because i'm not only redoing my apartment i'm also like taking all the trash from my basement and throwing it away and i found so many snuffs out snuffs snuffs <laughs> well they are snuffs outs um yeah. two spell pierce four stifle and then the four, four thought scour and then three crime punishment so this is pretty sick with the creature suite, I guess. So the the crime side you'll just never cast because there's no white mana. It's uh, you you reanimate something basically. But punishment is green, black, and X destroy each artifact creature enchantment with mana value X. So it's like a engine explosives, but you pay X when you put it on the stack. Um, I mean, I guess it's just like a weird sweeper. You do it for zero and kill the chalices, the mox opals, and stuff. You do it for one, you can I mean, kill the DLCs. This is what we do in Bacalas when we want to have like prosthetic ending. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's it's but insanely strong versus Ursa Saga. Yes, oh yeah, because right? Saga, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, it destroys Saga and all constructs. Yeah. <laughs> I, guess, <laughs> I guess this deck is just pretty weak to Saga. I mean, like, you have four wastelands and stifles. Yeah. I, I think this deck I mean, is, the main deck is probably like also really weak against like eight cards in the first place, except yeah. for like Crime Punishment. Yeah, looks a little weak to like go white, go white strategies. Mm -hmm. But like the, the the creatures are that 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 is that's wild to me. Like Murktide Regent and Uro, and like those are usually best friends, as we know. You know, like they, this really reminds <laughs> me of like the the old like um. It was like a it was a deck called Jonadian, uh, deck like that. Jonathan Alexander came up with that. <laughs> Had like eight creatures. That was four Nimble Mongoose and four Hooting Mandrels, and like that was such a that was such a <laughs> bold tension between those two guys. And that was not even a thought scout in that deck. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. But that's this is the most honest deck. This is literally just like four mental note, four thought score. I know what my weakness is, and I'm gonna patch it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, like I mean, this deck cannot beat Leyland of the Void, by the way. Well, that's where crime punishment comes. <laughs> oh yeah, for yeah for X four. <laughs> yeah, six mana. There's two repeals in the sideboard. Two Jace. Dude, vintage, vintage all star repeal. Can we actually do anything? No, we can't do anything with our deck with repeal. No, we just repeal that stuff. Yeah, I will hats off to VFS. This is a pretty sick call, and although I'm a bit skeptical of punishment, 
I mean, it's worked out. Top 16 in the showcase challenge is sweet. You know, I, I love, especially post-board, like the, the control configuration. You're, you're going to have two chases, two Pernicious Deed, two Whale of Summer. That's just, like, great. Mm -hmm. that, that was, I don't know. I, I've mentioned it, like, five times on this cast, but seeing bug decks makes me happy. Seeing Jason and each them. other is sweet. Yeah, that's true. Chase, indeed. BFF. See, seeing all these bug decks makes me wonder, like, this is where Cloud Post needs to come back and just destroy all these mid <laughs> it's, decks. It's here, man. Like, it's... It's winning a lot online. Yeah. Is there like a proper configuration for cloud post these days? Because there's always like, do you play like the green cloud post or do you play like the the mono like the colorless cloud post stuff? Like I don't know what what the green, basically green is pretty stock, but I think I mean I, I'm not in the Discord, so I don't know. But I, me personally, I'll just look at what fake futurism is doing and him or like until um Tony Murata was playing loads, then everyone would copy him. But he's kind yeah. of taken it break i guess haven't seen him around for a while so then yeah true wait isn't tony play, playing playing um the epic gamble he could be he, he uh, has jumped around he has been changing around yeah he changed around just to like spike people <laughs> he, he he basically defined what mono green uh, yeah. should be looking like and ah yeah. okay okay yeah <laughs> though i think um true futurism was playing like a blue green version with stifle online recently to get to mm -hmm. beat like uh doomsday and Wastelands and all that kind of Wait, stuff. How much Stifle are we seeing these days? A lot. Stifle and Snuff Out, I haven't seen this much since, well, when I first started playing the format, literally. I was going to say, like, Stifle and Snuff Out, that used to be pretty common, like, 2011. Well, Snuff Out, not so much, but it was a card, but really not all that much. Um, Yeah, yeah. Could make sense. By the way, do, do Snuff Outs actually cost money? Because I literally, I want to say, I found, like, 10 into the complete crap box that I was almost going to throw away. They do. Really? Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I told you, right? I, I found some beta glooms. Beta glooms? Yeah, like gloom, the card gloom. from beta. Hey, we told Kai to play that. Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, you told me like <laughs> half a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, like, that was, like, that was like, like one of the worst ideas I've oh my got God. from you guys. But like, you didn't you, play oh, it. You did, oh, you, you, you can play turn one dark visual gloom to, to, to beat an initiative. Like, what the cr what? Dude, That's actually like game, GG game one. Yeah. <laughs> but you didn't play it and you didn't win, so... Yeah. It, yeah, I guess it's on me right, then. Right? Yeah, that's my life. Works. <laughs> yeah, I think so. The facts don't lie. Um, shall we just give a let's go through the actual top eight just to give shout outs to the players? I think we should. Mm, sure. And um, it is a cool top eight. Like, I looked at the whole top 32 list of the published stuff. Very cool. So, yeah, as we said, MKC in first with White Red Initiative. Second was Ikebaronen with Rug Rhinos. I know that the final split as well, so I'm not sure if they played or not. Uh, third place is Ikada with Blueback Shadow. Fourth is Thalai, who's Javier Dominguez. On um, This is on Angelo Cade's Blue White Red Super Friends deck, so no staff. So just Guy, Narset, and Deferis and removal. It's almost his list, right? Uh, Angelo took offense that, that uh, Javier cut uh, one of those oh, triumphs. Oh, there was I a triumph. Okay, yeah, fine. But there was, a, there was a, a card I didn't recognize, and that's always a triumph when I don't recognize the card. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, fifth place, we have the Mutts with Red Green Lands. Sixth, we have M Decker with Reanimator. Seventh, we have Ali with Red Green Lands as well. That's a Sphere version of Lands, so like Ancient Tombs and Sphere of Resistance in the main deck. And then eight is Zed Nude Zed with Blue or Red Stoneblade with two main deck back to basics. Lands, two in the top eight, and I saw Ali post that it had an 82% non mirror win rate. What? Yeah. Like he or, or like Lands in general? Lands in the Showcase Challenge. 
How many people played it? Yeah, so it's going to be a small sample size, I'm, I'm sure. Two. <laughs> Two and they both made it easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty close to that, right? There must have been three or four. I was going to say, yeah. Three or four. But that's a very good showing from Lands, especially because I guess they've teched... So I think the idea between behind Spheres is it's not great against Delver because they're like fighting on the same manager now thing. But he is not respecting Delver, respecting Combo. And I haven't actually looked at the list, but I assume he's got lots of graveyard hate in the sideboard. In the sideboard, he's got two fairy macabs and two surgical, two surgicals. Yeah. Okay, and then he probably brings brings blasts in against show and tell sometimes. Yeah, he's got like three blasts in the sideboard. Yeah, and then yeah, nothing else that matters for that matchup. Yeah, so I think I think lands is again one of these decks that like never really goes away. It really struggled with initiative, but it was still had a game there. Like Ali discovered Steely Resolve as a way to beat initiative and <laughs> breakfast at the same time. It's this deck where like the core is has not changed a ton, but it's because it has so many tutors and so much like you know life from the lone dredge to filter and stuff. You can play these different kind of sub shells and they, you know, they go in and out depending on the metagame. So I don't know lands looking pretty good at the moment. I like it. Yeah, Ellie has also been like pretty vocal about how people should play lands. Like mm-hmm. he talked about this, I think, on his Twitter account even before. Like he had that really good showing here. Yeah, that he thinks that deck is in a good position. I mean, he he backed it up. And so did the mats, yep. both in the top right here. Absolutely fair. Yeah. So yeah, Legacy, even though didn't really have a t- lot of time to commit to it. Actually, Kai, did you have a t- lot of time to play lately? Uh, because Callum and I, we've been somewhat out of it for like the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I've been I've been, I've been trying a, a little bit, you know, this and that. Um, Mostly like Elves and stuff like Breakfast, a little bit of Doomsday, you know, those kind of decks. I'm so, also a little bit of this Jessica Control deck, dude, that... That one league took me like fucking ages <laughs> to, to, to finish. And like, like, you really yeah. made the player basically got like 40 QPs just in one league. Yeah. <laughs> that guy was playing. Oh, I did I did um, play Cephalo Breakfast at our LLM on Sunday. Oh, um, how did that go? It, I went 1-1 one, one drop. So <laughs> I was so hungover. <laughs> I just, I, I won round one, lost round two. And then it's just like, guys, I'm just going to watch the rest. I, I can't do this. <laughs> uh, oh, but that, honestly, that's also like that's, sometimes that's something I really enjoy. I haven't done it a lot lately, yeah. But just like watching, it was nice actually. Just like you know, just what there's. Uh, yeah, let me shout at the top eight. Let me find it. It was pretty cool. But yeah, I actually really enjoyed that. It was a good decision. I was like feeling bad about dropping one and one, blah blah. But no, it was actually cool. So we had first place was uh, Peter White Power Twenty Two uh, with Triumph of Saint Catherine Control, basically. So it's a very cool list. It had four triumphs, um, one animatu, as well, and then like with four staff for the storyteller as well. Help me out again. What what is animatu? Animatu is the Esper planeswalker. It's like one white, one black, one blue, and then it's got like the plus ability is you put a card in your hand on top of your library and you draw a card. It's like a it sets up miracles quite well, and then you can minus to blink something or something, and then I can't remember the rest. Uh, how do you spell it? A N I M A T E O U. The artwork yeah. looks like some sort of little goth girl. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, shady. in that case, I think I know. I, I think it must be spelled a different way because I still can't find it. But I think I know which one you cool. mean. I'm, I'm doing yeah, a great. I mean, it, it was it was a card that came out like quite a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. There's some card. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Cool. Yeah. He had Anima two. He had he was splashing black for two Cabal Therapy in Animatu and then like some cyborg cards, basically. He was like, Cabal Therapy is so that against swords decks, you can sacrifice the triumph <laughs> to like not get exiled to swords and stuff like that. But um, his basic reasoning was he was going to play blue-white with obviously triumph and then blue-white cards, but 
uh, Cabal Therapy is way cooler than Pyroblast. That's basically it. And I think it's pretty cool. Uh, then quickly going through the rest, we had second place was Elves, uh, Glimpse version. Third place was Mono Black Helm with four um, Exanguinator Knight. Uh, this... <laughs> Are you just like <laughs> it's making up cards here? It's Exsanguinator <laughs> Cavalry. It's uh, two and a black for two, three uh, menace, I think, and lifelink. It's, I'm going with memory here, so sorry if it's wrong. And it's whenever a knight you control deals combat damage to a player, you make a blood token and put a 1 1 counter on a creature you control. So then it becomes a 3 4 menace, lifelink, and you make blood tokens to help filter through your like bad draws, like ley line and stuff. It's kind of cool. Oh yeah, Menace Lifelink. Yeah, nice. your Sounds like a commander card. It is a commander card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In fourth place, we had Reanimator. Fifth, we had Lands. Uh, then we had Blue Red Delver. And then Rani at the top, the rest of the top eight was two Cephala Breakfasts. So pretty cool. All right, cool. That was our LLM. Dude, one day I'm going to make it to one of those. I remember I used to be in London so many times for like trade fairs and stuff. I haven't been, well, I guess COVID, okay. But you, you told me, right? We, we should come. Do you, we should come. Well, do you guys want to come on the 2nd of July? Because I've announced we're doing our ELM qualifier then. Oh, uh, that's going to be rough because soon after, I'm I'm on the 6th of July, I'm pretty sure Kai and I are going to uh, to Spain for Impact Returns. Definitely sign up, everybody. Mm. Fair enough. Oh, yeah, of course, Impact Returns. That's just when I'm just going on tour, like the day of it. Fair enough. Okay, okay. So I think we are going to call it a day. We just noted um, one Mr. Lee's voice is also cutting out. But thank you, thank you for donating your voice to the podcast <laughs> for the last one and a half hours. Okay, are, are you still around or did your voice completely lose us? No, it's just I got a cold. So I realize my voice is getting worse and worse as I get through the podcast. No, you, you, your body is just adapting to Berlin, right? That's the Berlin Yeah, that's vibe. pretty much. Yeah, it's just, you know, get get used to it <laughs> you guys are going to Berghain tonight right wait is Berghain still around it, it is yeah it's, it's like trash castle yeah let's go <laughs> dude <laughs> one day one day I want to go I want to see that <laughs> maybe we take all the patrons and we go there together <laughs> everything's on us kind of for the first 10 minutes <laughs> if you want to support the running of everyday eternal you can well I guess go with us to Berghain but uh, more practically you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or you can start supporting us on Patreon on patreon.com slash everydayeternal. Follow us on social media at eternalmtg pretty much everywhere. Uh, Mr. Lee, where can people find you? At one Mr. Lee. At one Mr. Lee. We can find me on at it's Studio 23. We got at callumsmithmtg and we got Savatarix uh, pretty much everywhere. Shout out to everybody who's been supporting this cast, not only through Patreon, but especially our Patreons on Eternal Witness tier level, Alex Crow, Tim Everett, Salvatore Orico, Testacula, Sebastian Holaga, Guillaume, Sean Dewey, Francis Cowper, Cassandra Davis, Benedict Gruber, and Severin Schwarzuber. And on our Atraxa tier, Victor Benaz, <laughs> Bachi Butts, Scott Monroe, Tom Hepp, Andrew Whitman, Kane, Ian Seyfried, and Colonoscopy. Dude, I love that name, by the way, Colonoscopy. I didn't even... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, everybody, have a great time, and see you again later this month. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.